Ladies and gentlemen, those that lieth in betwixt and those that know better, thank you for checking out Gaming News Power Up Hour brought to you by Take This Studios. On the agenda today, we discuss Skyrim modding, uh, Borderlands, Mortal Kombat, and also Jim Carrey acting silly in a movie trailer. What year is this? Now, to begin the podcast, let's go ahead and introduce ourselves. My name is Spencer. I am Slavic Dylan. God. And I'm Hannah. God. Oh, God. <laughs> you know, yeah. we start this podcast off every time with someone ruining the intros with the names. So let's just uh, go it's ahead. It's definitely not ruining. It's, it's uh, all the fan mail that I read. Uh, never says anything bad about that. Okay. Well, you know what? Let's do what we always do at the beginning of every podcast, and let's let's start with the icebreaker. Um, what 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 have you guys been playing? It's hey all, what you playing? Ooh, that was playing. awfully close to something that was copyrighted. It it is supposed to be very close, but different, but different. I've been playing a whole lot of MK11. Nice. All right. Um, we're going to talk about MK11 later. However, you can go into what you like about it and what you hate about it so far that you've noticed. Um. Well, last time we did this podcast, I expressed grievances about uh, but I've grown to like it. It uh not as different as I thought it would be, but um I really don't have any major complaints. The only major complaints I have were were the Nether Realm is correcting them. So okay, because you're like I don't have any complaints, but I would like to start off my complaining by saying so. <laughs> I'm glad it's it's little things I've seen. I've seen Ed Boon posting so much about, all right, this patch, this patch, this patch. So that's really cool. Yeah. Within the first, like, two days, he said, yeah, we're going to fix the Towers of Time and the Crypt. So, And how What's, is uh, the Crypt? Wh- what about the Crypt? I want to hear the tale of the Crypt. Uh, basically, <laughs> <laughs> basically, stuff is just too expensive. It's too hard to get the currency you need to open certain chests, stuff like that. So it's it's basically a you know being a millennial simulator. Yeah, you don't have enough money to get the things you need. It's very much like that. So you okay. go dumpster diving. Can you go to? Is there not like a thrift store you can go to instead of the crypt? Yeah, let's get a uh, thrift thrift costumes. <laughs> I, I actually it. that would probably work out pretty well. Like. Have like really crappy versions that look like the uh, the old Super Nintendo gra- era graphics with like the sweat coming off the characters. Uh, that would be kind of cool. People would probably like that actually. It's all the costumes you'd see at a at a con with twenty thousand people or less. Ooh, ooh. Mm. <clears throat> no yeah. offense. No offense. I'm just you know spoiled by Dragon Con. I got to hang out with yeah. Xavier Woods. I'm spoiled. Hey, don't you don't you sleep on any con? They're gonna catch up. Eventually. Ooh, all right. That's that's the thing. Um, 
Hannah, what have you been playing lately? Uh, you quit playing something right before we did this podcast, and I'm still, I still think you're playing it right now. But uh, can you tell us what all you've been playing the last week or two? I promise I stopped playing Idle Champions of the Forgotten Realms while we're doing the podcast. I will resume it once we're done because <laughs> I'm trying to unlock Spurt. Uh, Spurt is a new character. He is a kobold inventor. Uh, his weapons include a skunk in a cage he pokes to spray people and a scorpion taped to a stick that's a quote-unquote spear. Uh <laughs> It's just such a fun game. I, I hate that I spend so much time on it, but I've actually been playing that in Skyrim Special Edition, heavily modded, of course. Um, and that's really all I've had time to dive into because the other gaming I've been doing is of the tabletop role-playing variety. Man, Skyrim modding. It's almost like you set up for this topic today. Um... Yeah, it's like I did. <laughs> You're you're still playing Idol Champions. I know you are. It's okay. You can tell the truth. It's it's not on right now. I promise. You're, you're gonna check out of one of these conversations. One of our three topics today because we have three instead of two. You're gonna check out of one of them, and I know you're gonna be playing the Idol Champions. And no, I'm no. See, the only reason the only reason I can promise you that I won't be playing Idol Champions while we're on this is because my mic is too close to my mouse, and I feel like the clicking <laughs> would give me away. Yeah. So yeah, I completely job. had to stop. Um. I've played a whole bunch since we last did a podcast because I played too much. Um, I finished Watch Dogs 1 and it's DLC and a mosquito just flew by me. Why are you in my house? Uh, oh, get away. <laughs> get away! Um, I also played some custom Smashes and Smash Brothers uh, because they have the level editor now and you can just, like, the app is really neat. You can just go and download, um, like, whatever. Uh, stage you want to play on and then come home and there it is downloaded for you. I'm actually going to post some videos of me playing on some of the stages. Some are really cool. Some are like animated backgrounds you would have seen on like Sega's uh, like Sonic games. Um, talk about Sonic later. Uh, but also, you know, tons of penises. Um, also, I've been playing... Uh... I'd actually, I'm actually going to bring something about that up in the negative zone. So remind okay. me to remember... Okay, I will. Um, I'll also post uh, videos of the app and uh, and what else I've been playing on my phone, which is Blades. And uh, I played some Red Dead again, and good God, I played two hours, and I think I finished like one mission because you move slow, everything's slow, the whole game is just really slow. I'm I'm trying to get through the story. I'm trying to give this game another chance, but if you've listened to the podcast you know this is probably going to end like getting back with a bad ex-girlfriend. Um, I've also played some 76. Oh, so Red Dead Redemption is going to have some awful eyebrows in a couple years? Jesus Christ, Hannah. Is, is Red Dead the second girlfriend? The second <laughs> girlfriend? It's oh. the same girlfriend you've had before that failed, and you're going to give it another chance. This time she'll be different. Uh, <laughs> and uh, she's, she's not. No. no, she's not. Um, Fallout 76, I've uh, been playing that because it's got the new, uh, pro, uh, pro Snap camera. I also did the um, the brewery uh, mission, which I never did before. And there's a real sheep squatch, so I've been hunting that dude. Uh, can't find him. And uh, try to do finish my sheep squatch quest because everyone like activates theirs. It's like an end game. It's kind of like when you drop the nuke. Uh, you can't just 
do it again. Uh, you had to wait a certain amount of time or just server, server hop. So I activated mine, and the dudes that came to help me uh, failed. Because that, that fight oh, is... God. Like, well, that fight, you automatically have to lose three people. Because you have to have three people activating pylons and becoming conduits. And everyone left is fighting the robotic sheep squatch that is invisible and invulnerable until you activate all the pylons. Then you can fight it. Unfortunately, the only people that damn know what to do, they're always the highest level. Like, I can't get the, the scrubs to really, like, go sacrifice yourself. Just go be, go be a pylon. Just go stand over there. So it's it's a lot harder than killing Scorchbeast Queen. Like it's I'm so glad that they came up with another end game that is way harder. And I keep saying end game and I'm sorry I'm trying not to spoil anything for you, Dylan. Yeah, I, I wanna play it. Um I I just need to patch it I, I suppose. Yeah, just patch it. You can hop on there and help me. Like maybe you, you would be able to fight better than these guys. Um, but you'll see footage of all this on the YouTube version of this podcast. My body is ready for a copyright claim. Because it happens Yay. on all my wrestling ones. Yeah, um, YouTube. Hooray for YouTube. Yay. Yeah, YouTube is it's great. Um, you know, you can't post gameplay footage of you playing a game, but you can make up theories about the flat earth and do really far-right conspiracies and all kinds of cool stuff. It's great. YouTube. Yeah. Yeah, yeah they, they, they do that. Now for everyone's favorite way to get the news within 99 seconds with the Gaming News Rundown. Go. Patrick Mahomes is the Madden cover athlete. Curse! 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 Ace Ventura 3, the Hedgehog Problem has a trailer out. Just search for Sonic Movie Trailer. Uh, but not the memes. Borderlands 3 showed an hour of amazing gameplay at their own event, speeding up the death of E3. PS4 has reached over 96 million lifetime global sales. Thanks, Spidey. Nintendo Switch Online surpassed 9.8 million subscribers, and three of them used the NES library. Smash Brothers Ultimate outsold the Wii U console. Like the whole console. The entire console. Switch lifetime sales of two years have reached 35 million. Mario Kart Tour closed beta and announced for Android. In other casual gaming updates, League of Legends announced Yumi, the magical cat for newcomers. Epic Game Store calling out Steam, saying it would end exclusives if Steam would do 88% for devs. Epic's high ground is lost as devs say there are still 70-hour work weeks for them at Fortnite. Union! 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 Battle Royals have claimed their first victim. Respawn has suspended development on Titanfall 3 indefinitely to keep working on Apex Legends. Boo! Monster Hunter Spring Event is back. Yeah, a game that keeps giving without subscriptions, DLC, microtransactions, or loot boxes. Days Gone may be in the used bin at GameStop for a full refund policy. Average review score, 6.5. Eh... Fallout 76 will bring more carry weight, some people need that, and Pioneer Scouts. It's like the Boy Scouts with less sodomy and homophobia. Will Smith has invested in global esports organization Gen G. Persona 5 Scramble announced for Switch and PS4 Nerd Scramble. It's uh, Bloodborne, the board game, has raised over $2 million on Kickstarter with a goal of $200,000. And Mortal Kombat 9 dev, just one person from a decade ago, says he works a 100-hour work week for that game. Someone tell him going home to his wife and kids doesn't constitute his work. You made it. You made Woo! it. What? Wow. That was 19 things on there, and I had a lot of... There's a lot of jokes. You had a lot of jokes and descriptions. That Wow. I think that may be a first for over 15 news topics. Well, I'm it, quite proud of myself. Is there anything that any of you guys would like to comment on any of those? 
the Sonic movie's gonna suck. That's all I have to say about it. <laughs> oh god! Why would you say that? <laughs> Why would you say like? Don't boo him. He's right. <laughs> I, I mean, Look, oh god! Come on, Spencer. I hate, Spencer. I hate... It's okay to like the children's movie. <sighs> what? What, Dylan? What? What do you hate? I hate everything about Jim Carrey. That's what I fucking hate. Oh my god. I feel that too. As soon as I saw him <sighs> doing his thing again, I was like, oh boy. Oh neat. He's in Look, his it's... element. He's in his strong suit, man. He's in his groove. The trailer opens. First line is, gotta go fast. And that's a dead meme, okay? I can't take that seriously. <laughs> Would you rather then... him make a joke about a chili dog? Uh, No. There's but, your two options. But then I, I see Jim I, I Carrey, who cool. I hate. <laughs> and then they start playing Gangster's Paradise for Sonic. Yes, it's great. No. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Why does he have human teeth and human legs? Why are his legs so long and his teeth so human? Why does uh, he have two eyes? He's all like fucking Alita ba- Battle Angel looking ass sitting there. All like spiked hair, blue back, and all that. Listen, like, everyone uh. on Twitter, okay? It's okay to like the movie. It looks fun. It doesn't look like Detective Pikachu by by no means, but it looks fun. That's I the think point. The I think they thing at, it could be think, fun compared to is Days Gone. <laughs> I think they looked at Detective Pikachu and were like, "Shit, we can, let's just throw something together." <laughs> you're, yeah. you're not wrong. I think they should just make the movie tagline Sonic holding a ring and like smirking and it just says have yo bitch ring me. That should just be the tagline for the movie. I want to throw something because, else out. Okay. Just because. <laughs> I want to throw something else out from another news topic. It was the first one. Patrick Mahomes, Madden cover athlete. If you don't believe in the curse, if you don't believe in the Madden curse, just look at it. It doesn't have to curse just the player. It can curse their stats. It can curse their team. And already, just because he was on the Madden cover, Tyreek Hill like beat the shit out of his son and got suspended probably banned from the NFL and that was his number one receiver and that was the majority of his stats. Like Tyreek Hill bailed him out of such you know, terrible you throws. Know, the fact that you said probably will be out of the NFL is concerning. <laughs> Michael Vick it's never concerning. served a suspension, okay? I'm just throwing that out there. He never got suspended. It's, yeah, that concerns me when you say probably, yeah. <laughs> not definitely. Um... Also, Borderlands 3, uh, the uh, they had their event today, and it showed some neat-as-hell stuff. Now, mostly, they played as the Siren, which was cool. Um, and they have, like, you know, yeah. different dialogue depending on who you're playing as. Uh, it, within the story, it's really neat. Uh, they Apparently, they've recorded a lot of damn dialogue. This game looks awesome. Uh, what, so, one thing on the Borderlands 3 <clears throat> thing. Um, I, I like Sterling. I like Jim Sterling a lot. I'm a fan of his. Uh, on Twitter today, it seems that he was not mad, but he was salty that Borderlands 3 didn't show microtransactions and loot boxes and stuff because apparently he had a video ready to go for when they did. So well, I got to say, like, hey, like, you know, expect the worst, but prepare for the best. You know what I'm saying? Well, he's a hate peddler. Um, I don't want to put I, anything on him, I but like he probably him. hates. Okay, but he probably dislikes yeah. anyone of color and of Jewish descent. I'm just saying. Wow. I 
doubt that very wow. seriously. I mean, he's full of so much hate and anger. That's all his videos are based off of. So it kind of fits the the Trump. Well, look, news. The cycle. only that's not true at all. He it he does. Is, he is it's a part he's a Fox News YouTube channel. Look, he's part. <laughs> he is part of the, the LGBT community, and he is a wrestler in Mississippi. That's true bravery. You can forget that dude, that one congressman who lost an eye as a Marine. That's like weak shit compared to that. You know what I'm saying? Wrestling what? is a real thing. Oh my god, I don't, I don't excuse <laughs> him of anything because he was a part of some community, or he's an open wrestling fan. That he is a hate peddler, no, and I can't. We don't need any more of that in this world. He is a Baron Corbin fan, so I do have to hold that against him. Jesus, Jesus, um, Jesus then, can't help you if you like Baron Corbin. That's all I'm gonna say. Nope. Uh, the epic devs that work seventy hour work weeks. I feel like we cover this so much. So, so much this topic you know so much. we wouldn't have to talk about it on our podcast so much if they would just unionize i don't see what the big deal is yeah they have uh, the numbers game like just especially unionize. because fucking you know, we're we're recording this on may 1st so fucking lefties. hey you know what <laughs> people like us is why you have an eight hour day i'm just saying today was the day man may 1st except for nurses with their 12-hour days, but don't worry, they just play cards most of the time. <clears throat> uh, that was, well, at least they that was a joke about that senator from California, the Republican. She was awful. Yeah, oh, yeah. Man. yeah. Uh-huh. She's awful. She's the worst. It's okay. She's the worst. She'll, no, she'll I've die. done my share of, of 12-hour shifts. You know I had that job for like four years where I worked 12-hour shifts. True. Um. So, yeah. I know, I know what it's like to work twelve-hour shifts six days a week. I've I've had to do it. And, I don't uh, think it's fun. The the we've had the second of the month, second big Kickstarter. Now we covered the Critical Role one a lot because um, Hannah is a big-time dungeon master, running like two uh, games um, at a time. Because uh, you know Hannah's crazy, but uh, yeah, Bloodborne, no, that's the board game, getting two million on Kickstarter with the goal of two hundred thousand. It's almost like Kickstarter is coming back. They're definitely a long ways away from the guy that you know. What was it, mashed potatoes or whatever? Oh, night in the ghost lights. <laughs> no, no, the dude that got like millions. I'm still salty. I will never not be mad about night in the ghost lights. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Man. Thanks. I can't. I still can't wait to play that game on my fucking Wii U. <laughs> I'm sorry. I didn't mean to. You piece of shit developer. <laughs> I pushed Lee into the, pushed Hannah into that. I'm, I'm sorry. Um, what else is there? Oh, we talked about um, uh, uh, just so we can double back on it on the same podcast. Mortal Kombat Nine Dev. It's just one guy from like a decade ago, but he says he worked hundred hour work weeks. Uh, and the, my well, problem with it is that he worked on Nine, which is two games ago. It was a decade ago. It's possible that there's no excusing it. If if that's true, he's only one dev. But if that's true, there's no excusing it. However, the culture could have changed so much in the last decade that that doesn't happen at all anymore. But you know, 2009 version of NetherRealm Studios should be ashamed of itself. If it's true, so it would be nice if other people step forward to kind of. Yes. Say if that was true or not. But yes. I understand why people would be hesitant to do so now. Yeah. Um, Dylan, you have anything on our to- on our rundown that you would like to bring up or discuss? That's pretty much all I wanted to talk about. 
Um, and one more thing I want to throw out the love to Monster Hunter, uh, because, you know, no subscriptions, DLC, uh, price DLC, microtransactions, or loot boxes, and they are still killing it. Best-selling Monster Hunter game of all time. Uh, best-selling Capcom game of all time. Suck at Resident Evil 2. Actually, I do have something. What is, uh, okay. Yumi the Magical Cat? Okay, so... New- oh, sorry. Um, from League of Legends... Alright, yes. so I watched the video breakdown of it. I read a couple articles. And I only put that it's a casual character because uh, the abilities include because it's so so damn cute. Uh, the abilities include uh, hopping on another champion's back to ride that champion and then Yumi becomes invincible and Yumi has all kinds of really cool like abilities solo and then they all change once it's on another champion's back. And that's the most casual you're going to get in League of Legends, where you can literally take someone who's learning, who wants to play with you in a real game, and say, hop on my back, because I'm really awesome. Like, I would totally hop on Kimberly, my girlfriend's back, because she's awesome at League, and I suck the bags of dicks. Like, all of the bags. So, you know, that's that's, that's really cool to me. That is kind of cool. I so was you can literally get carried as a character. That's pretty great. <laughs> yes. <laughs> now it does like limit your team like down to four people, but because well, unless you're looking to double team everyone as a duo because you do have cool abilities. Well, like... it's so it's the same as if they have a blitzcrank. They're basically down a player. Basically. <laughs> That's not true. That champion <laughs> sucks. I fucking hate blitzcrank. He was only good yes. in his own mobile game. That's 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 all. That's not true. Last season, never mind. I'm not going to get last season. (laughs) Yes, I like League. Defend it, Dylan. Defend it. Last season, he was like one of the most banned champions. Okay, okay. That's that's true. I remember Kimberly talking about that. She would ban him too, so that's fine. Well, I don't know who my favorite champion in League would be, but I am looking at my Ari poster that's right next to my desk, uh, really thinking about it. The new RE skin too, the one with uh that um song that came There's, out and stuff. The Kados skin, yeah. Yeah, the Kados skin, yeah. There's actually already a Skyrim mod for that outfit and look. Oh, we'll get into mods in just a second. Thanks for bringing that up because our first topic is about Skyrim mods and a weird compiler. <laughs> um, Hannah, this was a topic that you really wanted to discuss, and uh, I'm gonna let you take over this. Okay, so as far as I understand it, this uh, program is still for old old RIM, um, the ultimate edition of it. Uh, there's a program that came out, and it's a little um, controversial to say the least, uh, called Automaton. And um, essentially, what it does uh, for anybody who is into modding, uh, if you've ever heavily modded games and stuff like that, I personally have hundreds of mods on every Bethesda title I run. I, I love modding. I it's the like, only way to play, man. It's the only way to play. Yeah. I, the only way I play a game is is I don't. <laughs> I just mod it. But so here's the thing. <laughs> Getting a perfect mod list and knowing what works and what doesn't, it can be a little bit challenging. So for me, for instance, I have done enough trial and error and experimentation throughout the years that I can go from a blank game of Skyrim Special Edition and I can typically have a fully modded Skyrim with like 150 or more mods in an afternoon. 
because I know which ones I want to go for. I have kind of a curated mod list. I'd say I have a solid 100 mods that I know I'm going to use and I know how they work. And then I have about 25 to 50 what I call flavor mods that I would throw in depending on what kind of playthrough I want to do. So that can be challenging for newer modders um, because they don't like to read. Uh, basically, it all comes down to they don't like to read. Um, so they don't like to read compatibilities. They don't like to use loot and Rybash and several other tools that there are to do. They just want to click a button and go. And that's fine. Modding is becoming a lot more accessible to that crowd, essentially, of being able to do that. Automaton kind of cuts all that out. So you have to be a Nexus Premium member, which has already raised, got a couple people raising their eyebrows like, hmm, I wonder, you know, was this part of their plan? Did they do this to get the thing? There's all kinds of conspiracy theories. But uh, assuming you are, Automaton can literally get you curated mod lists. And people are obviously working on these. And it will go through and just download every mod, like up to 250 mods at a time. Um, and all that kind of stuff. And it will put them, you know, in a specific order. You still have to do like a little work, but hardly anything. It just goes through and downloads them all and does everything for you. And a lot of people would probably sit, sit there and say, oh, well, that's great. You know, why would you, uh, um, why would you worry about that? The problem comes in that it's the same way that there was a, um, debate several months back about an, a website called ModDrop that a lot of people were sponsoring in that it curates the mods and puts them together. These people can make a mod list and stuff. So modders on like YouTube can say, here is the mod drop list for the game I was playing today. Here's all my mods. The problem is it doesn't actually loop back and give traffic and visibility to the mod author themselves. So you can't really see them to endorse them. Uh, it also doesn't tell you about compatibilities. Uh, with certain other mods that may be on their page and even other things that that modder may have worked on. So you could, for instance, be working, you know, you could be playing your game and you may have six or seven mods from the same mod author and not even know it um, because they didn't really get any credit in you doing this. So a lot of people don't like that. Um, but the one thing that I disagree that people have talked about doing, and I'm sure some people have already done, was the same thing during Mod Drop where modders basically get pissy because of this tool and remove their mods off Nexus and off the web in protest. Um, I personally hate that because I don't think... <clears throat> I think that hurts you and does the exact same thing as this tool would have done anyway if you're really worried about visibility and stuff. Uh, and I think it hurts your audience in the long run because a lot of people see someone basically pick up their ball and go home, uh, especially with something like mods. Mods are... They're a very particular art form uh, as well as gaming tool because on the one hand, you're that there's no respect for it. It's like being it's like being a tracer in a comic book. Um, a lot of people think you didn't do any work. You just traced over what's already there, but they don't realize that you do a lot to set the scene and make it better. That's the best had, example I could come up with. I wish I had the sound effect on my soundboard for Jason Lee screaming, your mother's a tracer from uh, uh, from Jason Amy. <laughs> anyway, uh, continue. So that whole thing there, uh, a tool like this, I think a tool like this is really cool. Uh, the one problem that I see, so Nexus Premium uh, is a thing that you can pay money for. 
and a lot of people pay money for it. Now, just to Nexus interrupt also, real quick, I just want to explain to anyone that uh, doesn't completely understand what Nexus is, if you're still listening, uh, Nexus is actually um, how the vast majority of people who mod games, they use Nexus, and you can mod all kinds of games, but it's its most popular branches, but that's the game specifically Skyrim or Fallout, um, and Nexus has a premium option for those who want to, you know, hold their pinky out when they drink. Well, um, it does offer much, much, much faster uh, downloading times, uh, ad-free experience, stuff like that, so they have a couple things. My problem is, uh, the creator his name is belmont boy i believe yep um actually had this automaton program hidden behind patreon's like paywall and uh he makes about twenty five hundred dollars a month but he has no plans to support modders yep so that's kind of a problem my other issue i have is uh if this one guy can create this program and do this why can't nexus actually invest in doing something like this they have the new vortex program so they spent a long time doing that uh they got some of the team uh the people from the team who made mod organizer one of their big competitors for nexus mod manager stuff like that so there's been a lot of behind the scenes stuff over the last couple of years with nexus um so they could easily probably do a tool like this um and i think that would be cool especially if mod authors could work with each other so say you have a lot of mod authors that that work with one another and stuff that, you know, enhance each other's mods or they think there's a specific pack, like, you know, they can make a pack of like the best houses or something like that. Yep. And yep. they would all be compatible with each other because they wouldn't be editing over each other's cells and stuff like that. Um, but they, they didn't. Um, so I don't know with, uh, with Belmont boy there. Um, yeah, I have a big problem with the Patreon paywall. Also, Nexus Premium, if they really want people to subscribe to that, uh, because I would subscribe to that if they had a compiler that would take my mods that I wanted and automatically pull off the ones or or check all of them and say, well, this isn't compatible with this. Do you really want to add it? Or not and add see, it, but make it to a new playlist. So there's already... So Loot is very good about doing that. And Loot is actually um, a tool that does that. It's load order optimization tool. Uh, it's it's uh, it is better than it's basically uh, how to say it. The the uh, evolution of another tool that used to get used back in the day called Boss that was on Oblivion, which was better Oblivion sorting script or something like that. I can't remember the acronym anymore. But Loot is actually built into like Model Organizer two. And it will go ahead and check those. It checks those master lists, and it tells you stuff like that. So I think the problem is that Nexus kind of relies on other tools to do it. I can see that being a problem both ways because a mod, or, a mod author has essentially gone and done all this work to create loot that does that. But couldn't Nexus just offer them something? I don't. I don't like buy them out. Know. Like say, hey, you want to partner with right. us, and you'll get this right. split of revenue, whatever it is. Like here's sixty percent or whatever. Um, yeah, so, um, okay, when you bring up authors, I do, if I find a mod I like and I'm, I'm interested in, even if I haven't even tried it yet, I just like the way it looks, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to add this, I'm going to download it because it's so simple. I look at their their library of stuff that they've made. They're um, yeah. uh, basically their, 
their resume of stuff and I'm like, all right, well, I like this. I like this. I'm going to add this. I'm going to add this. And all of a sudden I've downloaded seven mods from them and they work off of a tipping service, basically not unlike the Twitch. Um, and, uh, it's like, yeah, it's free. But if you, if you really are getting your money's worth out of it, just throw them a dollar or two. Like if everyone yeah, that so downloaded some of these mods, gave them a dollar, they'd be making mad, mad money. So like, for instance, I know some of my favorite mod authors just, off the bat. Um, I like Arthmore a lot. Um, I like Eleonora a lot. And Eni Sinon. I pretty much... Um, I think I have almost every um, <laughs> every mod that Eni has for Skyrim Special Edition. Also, there's a lot of people like Chair, who does the CBBE stuff. Like, so there's a lot of these mod authors that like I know now that are like super big, like I think Chesco, who made Campfire and uh, uh, Frostwall, um, I think he actually got access to the game early from Bethesda. Like some of these mod authors actually got Skyrim Special Edition early because of how valuable Bethesda apparently believes that their, um, oh, yeah. you know, work is. So I mean. Modding's like a big thing, and I think Bethesda's smart if they to realize that that's what keeps their games relevant. You know? Yeah, Bethesda even has some of those modders move over to the Bethesda um, launcher, and you know uh, Bethesda's mods. And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, you had to pay for some of them, but some of them are really good. There was a really awesome mod for Fallout Four that was through their store that was for the what's the journey of the Tunnel Snakes? Where have they gone? And, like, uh, Wally from the Tunnel Snakes, he had worked his way up to Boston and accumulated a huge crew, but the dumbass decided to hide out in a, like a, basically like a, a train, uh, under a subway. A subway that was carrying a lot of toxic wastes, and they all wound up getting sick and dying. So, like, it was, that was a really cool quest. Sorry <laughs> I just spoiled it for you, but it's like, it's really yeah, worth glad, glad I didn't want to play that. <laughs> Whatever, man. I've told you about it before. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, this is a complicated area, but ultimately I'm going to side with the people that do the work to make the mods over someone that does the work just to sort the mods. Especially when there's already a free software to sort them if you want to pick them out yourself over, over like, a compilation thing. Like, right. like and why so does he have to be the now thing, music of mods? And see, they haven't done anything to crack down on mods for Fallout 76 either. <laughs> but yeah, uh, screw Belmont Boys Patreon. Please unsubscribe from it. Don't give him any more of his money. Take that money you're giving him and just go donate it to one of the modders that hasn't pulled from Nexus. <laughs> because uh, they're going to tough it out and they're going to lose attention. They're going to lose the ability to get some tips. Just go give him a tip. Just a dollar. Just a tip. It's at least a little shady. Don't support the middleman. Yeah, yeah, it's it's kind of like, why, dude? Why are you yeah. doing this? True. And now for topic two, uh, which is obviously a Dylan topic, and that's Mortal Kombat 11, which was the biggest launch in NetherRealm history. Um, is it racist? Is it riddled with microtransactions? Is it amazing? Who's our favorite? Um, Dylan, I would like you to really break down what you love about Mortal Kombat 11. Well, 
you said something about microtransactions. There are microtransactions, but... No! No, 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 no. But every time I look, it's like... It's stuff you can unlock in the game. You can just, like, shortcut it and buy it. Okay. And not in not in the League of Legends way of, like, buying a champion <laughs> or... Like, it doesn't take two months to buy one of the newer champions. It's like, you could just Google a guide to, you know, where to get it. Or you can just wait for the Towers of Time, which Towers of Time is like... How do I explain it? It's like... It's a timed tower? No, well, kind of. But it, you know what the towers in Mortal Kombat are? Yes. Okay, it's that, and they just some of them change like every two hours, some of them change like every two days. But you just get different loot when you finish them, and um, so yeah, you can get the skins that way that you could shortcut and buy from the store. So everything in the store is unlockable. Okay, so I've seen. I've also. Uh, scene where fatalities are in these chests. Yeah. Okay. And brutalities. Okay. And babalities. I haven't seen a babality. <laughs> there is something um, called mercies, though. Ooh, that's interesting. Oh, those were always those were always really fun back in the old ones too. Yeah, they. You can do mercies, but um, friendships. That. Friendships used to be my favorite. Like, <laughs> when you'd hand somebody a teddy bear or something like that. <laughs> no, no, you're lying. Don't take advantage. No, of I'm me. dead serious. That used to be a thing. Like, I'm dead serious. I don't believe this. I'm gonna have to Google it after the show. <laughs> um, okay, so uh, how would you rate this from the reboot, Mortal Kombat Nine, and through Ten, and now Eleven? Uh, how would you rate this one? Best Mortal Kombat ever made. Okay, if I throw in the two Injustice games, how would this? I haven't rank? played. I haven't played those, so I can't say. <gasps> okay. They're really good, especially for you know comic nerds like myself. Yeah, one. I thought one was better than two, personally. Uh, but... yeah, one was so good they would never have topped it. They really should have just came out with an average story. Two just felt really slow. Like every character felt slow. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah they was... kind of slowed down this one a little bit, but it's not game breaking. Um, they yeah. kind of added some stuff for casual players. So right. if it, let's say you want to do a Tower of Time, um, right. you can you can turn on an AI to fight for you, and it'll just fight the people. And the AI will like it's better than me, and I'm pretty <laughs> decent at the game. Um, like that's, that's pretty cool. That's why I watched uh, all the endings to the towers because I'm like. I'm never going to beat them. I'm awful, so I'm just going to watch it. Um, anyway, uh, yeah, so it's amazing. You love it. It's the best Mortal Kombat game ever. It's probably, to me and Hannah, second to only Injustice. Um, so who's your favorite character, and who is your least favorite character? Let me throw that out there, too. Um, Favorite, as I've mentioned before on this podcast, the Scorpion. Least favorite, I... Hate Johnny Cage. Every in, game. In this particular I, game, though, Scorpion's your favorite. Johnny Cage is your least favorite. Uh, that's been pretty consistent from nine till now. I hate Johnny Cage, uh-huh. and I love Scorpion. Oh. What do you hate about Johnny Cage? 
he's just annoying. Uh, he's I a mean, fucking like I, I can't get behind him. Breaking my heart. <laughs> Why you, you like Johnny Cage? Uh, I do. He's not my favorite though, but I do like him. Um, well, he's uh, kind of, he's kind of got a wrestling persona. So I can see that. Yeah, I guess it makes sense. Yeah, that's, that's stereotype me. Um, Hannah, uh, <laughs> uh, well, I'll go first. and then, Or, Hannah, do you have a favorite and least favorite that you can bring to mind? Um, I've watched a lot of Mortal Kombat 11, so I'm going to pick them based off this game. But if you want to pick based off of the previous game or what you've seen on this game, it doesn't matter. Uh, yeah, so on this one, I'm definitely going to go Cassie Cage. Oh, yeah. Um, I, I really... She, she interested me in um, the old one, yeah, or the last game she's in. What is it? Ten. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah. X ten. Um. So she really interested me in that one. I think she had some of the coolest like fatalities. Just like everything about her was pretty cool. Um. <clears throat> so I definitely, I definitely like that. But she's a really close tie to Jade. I think Jade looks really cool in this one. Does like a lot of cool stuff. Uh, as far as least favorite, um, it would be uh, Ferator from the last one. I d- did not enjoy anything about that character. Oh, I don't man. think anyone did. <laughs> like it was just like everything about it was like just weird. Aww. Um Yeah, I, I don't think I've ever played someone. Of course, I didn't play online much in X, but I don't think I've ever played someone playing Ferator. <laughs> I have, and it's just weird. It's kind of like, um, I can't remember his name. There's a character, I think his name is Gigas in Tekken, who kind of reminds me of the same thing. I just hate, like, I hate fighting games that just have to randomly throw in, like, one bruiser character or something like that. You're like, why are you like this? <laughs> um, so, my least favorite is Baraka. I'm going to go ahead and throw that out there. Oh, uh, What? Yeah, I what? do not like Baraka. I don't like his story. I don't like the character. I don't like playing as him. Oh my god. Um, <laughs> now, uh, my favorite is usually always Jax. Like, it's always Jax. I don't know why. Um, I loved in Killer Instinct, I love TJ Combo. In Street Fighter, I love Balrog. So maybe I just that's just my thing. Maybe that's my... Just like punchy people. Yeah, I just like punchy people, I guess. Um, but uh, in this game, it was different. My favorite, from what I've seen, from what I've watched, Sonya Blade. Love, really? love Sonya Blade. And I know it sounds, it seems like I love her because maybe Ronda Rousey, uh, because she's well, I mean, training Sonya Blade. You, you would like Ronda Rousey because she's a Sandy Hook denier. So, I mean, yeah. I mean, because uh, she's in WWE. My bad. Yeah, I mean, I love Ronda Rousey. Um, I like her a lot. She's my favorite female wrestler. Um, but uh, Ooh, Oh, God. Hard pass. Hard pass oh, on that one. Hey, She's... do you remember that time where she got knocked out in the first two seconds in UFC? <laughs> oh, yeah. That time where they made her come back and defend her title even though she was on a movie set and they didn't give her time to train? I do remember that. Um, it was disappointing. <laughs> Dana White did... dropped the belt then. Dana White did the same thing to Brock Lesnar after he had diverticulitis. He was like, uh, can't let really let you uh, recover, brah. Uh, we need this uh, event to sell tickets, so you're going to come and defend the title or you're going to drop the strap. And uh, he was like, "F that!" So he came in and got beat. Um, but yeah, Dana White's kind of a fucking douchebag, and I'm glad that he sold the company and they can fire him whenever they want. Um, 
Yeah, Dana White would never... No, Dana White's character is impunable. There's no way he would ever let uh, somebody beat somebody up and then attack them after the uh, the bell and then attack a random person not involved with the fight and still let them walk out with the bell. There's no way he would do that. <laughs> yeah. The fact that he supported Conor McGregor all those years, knowing he was a raving psychopath, tells me a lot about Dana White and where his priorities are. However, we need we need Dana White in a like as a guest character in Mortal Kombat just so we can see him get split open and fucking. What do you think, Dana White versus Johnny Cage? Who you got money on, Dylan? <laughs> well, <laughs> Johnny Cage, he's got magical powers. Yeah, I was gonna say like who who would you rather see get beat up? Who would I rather see get beat? Johnny yeah. Cage? Johnny Cage still? No, right. douchebag. I love Johnny Cage. Um, but not as much as Sonya Blade. And him. Look, Cassie Sonya Cage Blade. has one of my favorite fatalities, though, where she kicks she kicks someone in the crotch hard enough that their skeleton comes out of the top of their head. It's the most over-the-top, stupid <laughs> thing, and I love it. Oh, man. So yeah. Why do, you, why do you hate Baraka? I can't let that go. Why do you hate Baraka? He's, well, okay. because he's never, he's never seen Baraka's birth certificate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> He was born in Africa. Um, I don't think he was really born in the in the, the, the realm he was born Outworld. in. Yeah, he I don't think he was born in Outworld. He wasn't born in Outworld. I've never seen the birth certificate. Nothing about me interests, or nothing about Bracca interests me. And I think more of my dislike of him comes from everyone's lack of him. And I'm like, why does anyone like this douche? I like, think the biggest thing wrong with Baraka is that he's not Molina. Yeah. <laughs> Molina's fucking ugly. Uh, Melina, keep the whoa. mask on. Yeah, keep. I mean, it's, like, it's like that uh, scary movie girl. Well, <laughs> you know what I'm I talking. About? Well, what you're trying to say, Dylan, is that Melina's a two bagger, where you wear a bag over your head just in case the one over her mal- malfunctions. <laughs> Maybe. Um, I mean, it's. I mean, it was either Baraka or Ermac. It was one of the two. Ermac. <laughs> what? <laughs> Oh, I didn't know my opinions were so, like... Yeah, Ermac's not, as bad as, Ermac's not as bad as Noob Cybot or Rain. <laughs> hey, don't, no, don't mess with this boy. That's Dylan's boy. Oh, Rain's for the meme. But Ermac's actually... awesome. He's, he's like a collection of souls. How, how is that not cool? <laughs> Everybody, what do you used, know? Everybody used to get mad at me back in the day when we played MK3 because I would pick Striker. Oh my god, I hate Striker. You know, that's my least favorite character of the end. I would use the crap out of Striker. Oh Um, my god, I hate Striker. Why do you hate Striker, man? Because he's got a gun. He's just a total cheat. He doesn't have anything cool about him. He's just some SWAT dude. He's just a cop. (laughs) He's just a cop. To to be fair, (laughs) Hannah would also play as Aaron Black. Yeah, that's true. Aaron Black's cool. What okay, the... so so you draw the line at cops, but <laughs> cowboys with guns are okay. Just okay. you're not going to support you, a cop. Have you seen him shoot a bullet off a coin? Uh, yeah. Okay, can Stryker do that? Uh, no, but Stryker can plant evidence and then arrest you for resisting. <laughs> and so that's a uh, that's an advantage. All right, what's okay. stopping Aaron Black? <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't want to trigger anyone else. I just want to throw out my third least Lull favorite. trigger. <laughs> my oh, third least favorite guns is Raiden. He's my third least favorite character. Oh, that's okay. 
I can I can let that go. Wait, okay. you you oh, okay? So the worst thing I've ever heard about Raiden is someone said they don't like him because he's just diversity hire Thor. <laughs> I was like, that's the wrongest thing I've ever heard. I I just think that he's a uh, oversaturated. It's not his fault. He's just. He's oversaturated, and not to the point where it's like Sub Zero and 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 um, uh, Scorpion are, where it's like they're still kind of cool, but like okay. Raiden. So I don't like, I don't like Raiden in the newer ones specifically because of the cutscenes, because of his voice. This is gonna sound funny, but it, I think it's the same voice actor, or they at least sound very similar. He is one of the same voices in Skyrim. <laughs> he sounds exactly like Preventus Aratina. Or like Preventus Avanici, <laughs> the uh, steward of Whiterun, and I have never liked that Weasley little dude ever. Is he the voice actor in this one? I don't know. I don't know. But just in the last one, I would always hear that voice, and I'm like, "You're not threatening. You're like." Oh my god! He would do like, his. Ugh. He would do his thing where he'd like shoot across the fucking. Um. I don't even know what to call it. The stage. <laughs> Yeah, the stage. He'd shoot across the stage and he'd go, wah, 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 and oh my god, I can't stand that. That'd... That's why I didn't like Liu Kang in the last one. Like, I think Liu Kang's cool, but he sounds like a monkey when he's fighting. Oof. Well, I mean, so On we could note... always go back to the original Mortal Kombat being slightly racist, but... Yeah, on the on the racist note. Um, oh my god! Oh my god! Oh. I, I know, I know. We've been talking about Mortal Kombat 11 for a hot minute, fifteen minutes so far. Uh, but I still haven't brought up the Jack's racism. I don't even know about this. I, I oh, took offense because to it because of his ending. Jax. Yeah, because of his he, ending. Yeah, where, where he stopped slavery from happening. Yeah, so I don't know how those white supremacist boys were getting mad about that because, you know, all he's doing is creating an ethnostate, which is exactly what they claim they want to do. Oh, man. It's it's really annoying. And, and they can't really be mad because I've literally heard people to say this week, this week alone, that the Civil War was stupid because obviously the Confederacy was getting ready to free slaves anyway. Oh, no. <laughs> right, so these same oh, people will say no. stuff like, oh, the Confederacy was getting rid of slavery anyway, and we just want to have a conversation about an ethnostate, and then a game you know, has a black character uh, stopping slavery and creating an ethnostate, and they go, wait a minute, that's illegal! And th- what's really heartbreaking about everything with his ending is... Like he goes back in time and stops that from happening, but it's like a sacrifice. Like no matter what, if he made a change, he would either lose his wife or he'd lose his daughter would never be born. Like it was, or he would die. Like he had a lot of of choices, and he sacrificed himself to free the slaves. Like it's that his endings really had a lot more to it. Hey man, hey man, only gamers can take a game like Mortal Kombat and complain about a black character because of historical accuracy. True. Uh, dear God. Yes. So uh, on the with the topic of racism being over, let's move on to our third and final topic. That topic is 
Smash Brothers, because it's the 20th anniversary since the launch of Smash Brothers on N64. Smash Brothers Ultimate has become the best-selling fighting game ever. It also, as we mentioned earlier, outsold the entire system of the Wii U. And uh, I just wanted to ask you guys, who's your favorite character, if you have a favorite stage? Um, and then I put a lot of jokes on my list of what I wanted to ask. Items, on or off, stalker time, final destination, or organic stages. Uh, so a lot in there. Let's just start with um, preferences and matches. Have have both of you played Smash Brothers before? I'll go yeah. first. <laughs> so, I am going to say uh, favorite character, not necessarily best with, but favorite character is Zero Suit Samus. Ooh, yeah. um, just super cool, everything about her. Uh, favorite stage is any stage with uh, everything turned off, so it's just a flat, uh, flat platform. Uh, items are for uh, children. I turn them off. Oh. And I always do three stock. So three stock, no items, flat stage. Uh, that's it. That's all I need. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, so, Dylan, your favorite character, stage, items off, um, off stock or time? Final items stage. off, three stock. Uh, favorite character is definitely Ike. Ooh. And I like Ike, yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> and, well, um, I'm not campaigning for Dwight Eisenhower. I was just stating a fact. I just it just came out like that. No, I appreciate that he set you up for the joke. Um, now I lost my fo- oh favorite map is the what? Can't remember the name. It's the OG uh, Metroid map. Oh, Brinstar. Yes. Yes. That's my favorite. Items Ooh. off. Oh, I you, okay. If we can do old games, then the one with the trees that used to blow you. I like that one. Oh, the Kirby uh, Dream World? Yeah, the the trees that would blow you. you, just, you just can I say, say the that. worst map? Um, yeah. Yeah, Pac-Man. we can get worse. Yeah, Pac-Man and Donkey uh. Kong. Oh, uh. yeah. Dude. Yeah. Oh, man. That's... All that- the- the, the Kid Icarus level is pretty bad when you have everything yeah. turned on. Yep. It's just too much going on, I feel like. Yep. Uh, I agree completely with that. Um, so, uh, le- uh, okay, so Hannah, uh, you go ahead and give your least favorite character in, in stage, I guess, too. Uh, um... Well, uh, I uh, that's that's hard. Uh, I'm gonna say just least favorite character in general is Donkey Kong because I just don't like Dang. Donkey Kong um, <laughs> okay. at all. And it's okay. that uh, there's one stage with like racing cars, the I guess a Mario Kart type level or something. I can't remember. Oh, there's there's F Zero one. Oh God, that one, the F Zero one. I hate that City. One. Yeah, yeah, hate that one. So, that, um, would, that would be it. Okay, oh, my so... least favorite character is Jigglypuff. <laughs> oh, really? Jigglypuff is OG, OP if you know how to use Jigglypuff. Yes, that's why I hate her. Um, uh, my favorite character is Toon Link. My least favorite character is Ganondorf. Um, I, I've always hated, like, you have a sword. Why do you only use a sword to taunt? I, I hate that he's still in, uh, a Captain Falcon clone. Um, I play with items on, and I play timed on organic stages. So, Ooh, hate me. 
Okay. Yeah. Um, and when it comes to stages, my favorite stage is Pokemon Stadium because it's always adjusting to different types of Pokemon's like habitats. Um, my least favorite that one is stage. Cool. Yeah, that one's cool, and I like using Pokeballs because I have items on, and I'm a, I'm a child. Um, also, I hate Jungle Japes, the one with the running fast water underneath the stage. Oh God. Oh yeah. That's the worst. Yeah. You get caught down there, you're drowning. Like the characters drowned. It's it's a shame. It's yeah, a shame. Would you rather drown or just get pushed off into the endless void? Endless void by far, because the <laughs> drowning thing, I it's like I can't up, I can't up my way out of there. I can't up be my way out of there. I have to just have to just say a prayer and start swallowing water. And now on to. Some sicko's favorite part of the podcast. There's a reason why we put it at the end because it's the negative zone. So on today's negative zone, uh, all right, who's got complaints? Who's got things that they want to, I guess, for lack of a better word, bitch about in the gaming world? You, I think you I'm fine it. on this one. No, you go for it. Me? Okay. I'll start with game reviewers. Uh, there, there's no possible way to say a game is good or bad. You can say a game is glitchy. You can say a game uh, has a lack of story. You can say that a game doesn't have um, uh, an online hook. Whatever. But you can't say whether a game is good or bad because that's purely subjective. Like, well, you can state what facts about, about game games. companies? What about gaming companies? Because we know EA bad. <laughs> uh, that's a oh, little you're different. Trying to, you're trying to get me out. <laughs> Now, who's to say that EA is actually bad? Okay. Um, uh, well, that's yeah. I don't know mm, how we could objective morality. Uh, is that yeah, all you got? No. <laughs> <laughs> um, I mean, I guess <laughs> I have I have a problem with the game reviewers saying whether a game is good or bad, and people with less developed brains because your brain isn't fully developed till you're 25 and we know IGN loses a lot of their user base once you're over the age of 25 but um, less developed brains are going to take a score and take whether they say something's good or bad and they're going to say well I want to buy this game because of this or I don't like I understand wanting to watch Twitch streams to find out if you want to play a game or not but if it's a story based game then you kind of screw yourself that way too because it's like well now I know too much of the story but I know I want to play the game but like what the hell? Like if you watched three hours of The Last of Us to figure out if you wanted to play it, well, sorry, but now you've watched so much of the story, you're gonna feel like you're just trudging along an interactive movie for the first few hours. Unless so, it's a David Cage game, then you're not gonna know where it is anyway. <laughs> yeah, or a Suda Fifty One game. Yeah, you really don't oh, know yeah. what's going It'll be on. Fine. Um, but yeah, I just I hate that game reviews online still exist, like movie reviews. I would love for impression pieces to happen without scores. Like, here's my impressions. Now, if you've played the game, talk to me about it. Like, let's start a conversation. Um, yeah, well, I, I kind of get the review thing because I think reviews can be important. I think reviews still are important. How is that? Um, <clears throat> well, I think if you're looking uh, at a close snapshot. Now, I'm not talking about big reviewers. As you know, I hate IGN personally. Um, but, I mean personal reviews and stuff like that uh, I think are good because they're anecdotal, uh, but they can be combined kind of with a grain of salt. If you see a game is a genre that you typically like, a studio you typically like, uh, and then you talk to people, 
Um, it, it just depends. I think they should only be one small metric that is factored in when you're deciding to purchase a game. Case in point, uh, there are two games that have terrible reviews, especially if you're looking through like different stuff right now. One of those games is Borderlands 2. Um, Borderlands 2 was review-bombed to hell and back uh, because people were mad because how dare I have to download another free launcher. Um, you know, they were really upset about it and all that kind of stuff. So they review-bombed that game. Um, so it looked like it was a terrible score. The other one is Fallout 76. Some people still really hate Fallout 76, and that's fine, but we all played it for a long time and all enjoyed it. Yeah. So, I mean, if we had listened to reviews on either of those games, uh, it, it wouldn't have done us any good. We would have missed out on good games. Other games, however, uh, I have looked at, and they've had uh, dubious reviews that I've ignored, and I wish I hadn't um, because I did indeed waste my time. And that's where the uh, Steam refund policy really comes in handy. So my main complaint with the reviews is reviews with scores. If it's just an impression piece, I, I get it. Like, hey, I played the game. Yeah. These are my impressions. But reviews with scores, the scores, some people, and, and I've listened to podcasts about from IGN and GameSpot people, like they talk about how people just get on the site, they scroll down, they're only on the web the page long enough to really scroll down and see the number, and that's, that's what determines whether they buy the game or not. And See, that, that to me is stupid. It's awful because they use that in movies too. Rotten Tomatoes meter. Like my favorite DC movie because I had the most fun with it was Suicide Squad. But the tomato meter is like less than 10% kind of thing on there. And it's like, well, the reviewers are all looking for something else. And so it was their individual opinions put onto this. But I I believe the mind is is more than what I guess they believe. I believe everyone's mind is so different. You don't like the Nolan Batmans though either. I, exactly. I don't like the Nolan Batmans. I believe they're a little more boring than I need my comic book movies to be. Um, oh, God. I, I, <laughs> so what we're saying is it's very subjective. It's uh, subjective. So. It's, I believe everyone's mind is so different that no well, two people will have the same opinions. Wrong, but and I, that, that's fine. I said, me and Dylan just think you're wrong, but it's yeah, subjective is a cool word. I, I just I believe I think too much of the human mind to treat people like they're farm animals, like the reviewers do, and where you just kind of put the seed down and let them peck at it. Like, I don't I don't need that. No. I need just someone's detailed impressions if I want to read yeah. something. After I, I... I, don't, I don't trust people. I don't trust people really that much. Yeah. Like, I don't think people are that smart. I have to deal with the slack-jawed troglodytes and, you know, the Neanderthalic uh, Nikum poops all day long. They're not. They're not that smart. They well, need no, an easy. They need an easy little score. I think they should change it from numerical to like a letter grade score, uh, because that would be easier for people to digest. Well, you you may be talking about people's like intelligence. That has nothing to do with what people like. Like an impression is fine, but it has nothing no, to do with people's what, intelligence. What I'm saying is, like I, I'm agreeing to your point. I'm agreeing with your uh, point that people are stupid enough that they see a little numerical score. And they go, galug, 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 must be bad. Or, uh-huh, uh-huh, good. And they may not even enjoy the game, but because it got a high score, they feel almost pressured into saying it's good. That's Just what like, happened to me with Battlefield well, you, 5. Well, you also, you don't like, was it you who doesn't like The Witcher 3 that much? Yeah. That's, that's me so, as well. I had a ton of fun with it. However, 
I would say The Witcher 3, I think, was a great game, but it's a game I would never play again. I don't um, think Josh liked it either. Well, because it was an experience game. I, I had a, a good experience with it the second time I played it. By that, I mean the first time I played it, I gave it about 45 minutes. I said, this is the most boring, stupid shit. Why does anybody like this? Um, and I played something else because I wasn't in the mood for the game at that point. Later on, I was in a different frame of mind. I decided to play the game again, and I enjoyed it. I played it all the way through. I put a good, I don't know, 70, 80 hours into it. Basically, you know, an Epic Games work week. Uh, <clears throat> and, <laughs> you know, I had a blast. <laughs> and, you know, I thought it was great. But it's one of those experiences that I, I couldn't do again. Um, it doesn't change the same way. Some people absolutely hate Skyrim. If I could tell you how many times I've seen the opinion that Skyrim is dog shit and it's stupid and it's for casual babies yeah. and it's dumb and it's not a real RPG and whatever kind of shit, it's fine. However, I have a lot of playtime on it. Um, oh, yeah. As most and I like did. it. Yeah. So, I mean, it, it a lot of that is subjective. Um, I still think that, like, I like looking at impressions of stuff um, I know you don't like Jim Starling. I'll bring him up again. I like his <laughs> impressions of games and stuff like that a lot more because to me they they give a lot more information than a numerical score ever could. Yeah. Because he also shows actual gameplay of it and stuff too. Yeah. And he'll be like, "Hey, is and there's some games that I've looked at before that he likes, and I'm like, "How do you like that game?" And then other games that he hates, and I'm like, "I like that game." So yeah. it is very subjective. But. Basically, no one should ever listen to a game reviewer. It should just be a point to start a conversation. And game reviewers' jobs are pointless. Yeah. Well, <laughs> mu- music reviewers. So I called out. Um, I called out someone on Twitter. You may have seen their day because I thought they had a garbage ass take about. Uh, they now their point their take I think is stupid. Which they said, if if you can't play music, you don't you don't deserve to be a music reviewer. Yep. And I think that that take is absolutely dumb. What'd you say, Don? I think I think that gives a different perspective because I know when I learned an instrument, it kind of changed how I view things. Well, it changes how you view it. That's not to say that because you can't play an instrument, you don't know what's good or bad. Suppose no, someone, definitely not. Definitely suppose, not. Suppose someone was blind, or suppose someone was actually like disabled. And they can't play because they have terrible arthritis, like me now. I can't. I physically can't play anymore. Um, that doesn't mean I don't know what's good or bad, and I can't like music. Yeah. At the same I'm, time, I'm though, saying it's a... no, I was saying at the same time, I don't think they should assign like numeric scores to albums and stuff either. That's like fucking stupid. What were you saying, Dylan? Um, no, I was saying it's a good thing for someone who doesn't play an instrument to have an opinion on music. It's good to have both opinions. Yeah, because people who play music and people who don't typically can listen to an album and they will hear different things and like different things about it. So it's just like you and I, like uh, you typically play guitar, right? Yeah. I typically used to play bass. And we both are Pink Floyd fans. However... You and I have very different opinions on our favorite and least favorite Pink Floyd albums. And I find that interesting. And I think a lot of that actually comes down to the instrument we play. I could see that for sure. And that's always been interesting. So I feel like games are kind of the same way. Spencer and Josh have done development stuff before. Um, I would say I haven't done game dev. I modded crap and made a lot of mods and stuff in the past. So 
it's a little different. Um, but we probably have different opinions on games, especially like indie games and stuff, because you know Spencer's actually been in the business of making them. So a numerical score, I feel like, doesn't tell the whole story. So I'm gonna say I I agree with you, Spencer. That that is that is actually you hit the nail on the head. That is what triggered this whole negative zone part. Is IGN is always talked about how they don't treat indie games differently. They treat indie games as as they are regular games, and it's like well. That's not fair on a score basis because you're going to knock Hellblade for having a short story, but it was an amazing experience. It was it was a really good game. It was a hard game, but it's, it was four hours long because like 17 people made the damn game. If you're going to compare it to Dark Souls, who had 300 people making the game, that's, that's bullshit. Um, indie games should be treated differently. And there's so many different tiers of, of movies. Like, if you're going to watch a made-for-Netflix movie, it's not going to match the Avengers. But also, if you watch an indie movie, it's going to be way different as well. Like, there are different grades of movies. There's different grades of how you look at music. And there's different grades of games. There's different tiers. There's big budget. There's medium budget. There's Oh, my budget, God. Spencer, you asshole. I just realized what he did. Dylan, do you realize what he did to us? I didn't. He set up this entire negative zone just so we can't be critical of the fucking Sonic the Hedgehog movie. God yes! damn it. Yes! Yes! God damn it. Oh my god. <laughs> it, it almost fucking works, Spencer. Human teeth, weird legs, like cringy Jim Carrey. No, two out of ten Sonic the Hedgehog movie. Oh, yep. man. Yep, I'm okay with the review score. <laughs> Jesus, stop! Hard pass, hard pass. I hope the Sonic movie gets a rotten rating. You're the devil. <laughs> You're the devil. Um, who else has a negative zone? Uh, I think just us mentioning Sonic's enough to be negative yeah, enough. I think that's good enough for me. Ugh. It's a, it's almost like if EA made a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, I would. I actually, the more uh, I look at the movie, I expect it to have microtransactions when you go to the movie. <laughs> I can't wait to open the loot box to make uh, Sonic not suck. Oh my god. So are we <laughs> do- okay, are we done being negative? Uh, I guess I have to be. I could go on about Sonic, but. <sighs> but we gotta go fast. Oh. <laughs> so uh this is the end of the podcast thank you everybody for listening of course you can find us on all podcast platforms as well as now the youtube channel take the studios and you can find our podcast posted on there uh hopefully not copyright striked uh luckily i use covers um but you can also find us on all social media at take the studios that's instagram that's twitter and that's basically it um you can find us individually on social media myself spencer is at syco1316 I'm Hannah Nielsen. I am Dylan. (laughs) (laughs) And, uh, yes, uh, be sure to share this podcast. Be sure to like it, um, subscribe to it, comment on it. You know how algorithms work and how they notice us. Um, Also on the YouTube, uh, subscribe to us, leave comments, um, and we always have buttons to donate to charity, so be sure to do that as well. And thank you for sitting through this whole podcast with us. We will see you. And just remember, Sonic Bad. We'll see you next time. Thank you.